Okay, we're going to read uh, a few verses in 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to 5. 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. We've been talking about the grace of God being released to us here and now during our journey in life. We've been talking about the salvation of God working at this moment in our life. But this morning, we want to talk about a salvation that is yet to come. A grace that has yet to be given to us. So, uh, this is resurrection uh, morning, or we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And there's a word that came to my mind this morning, that is, the resurrection of Jesus is the game changer. The resurrection of Jesus is a game changer for this world, for human being. You know, prior to the resurrection of Jesus, there were many people who appeared on earth and claimed to bring hope, claimed to bring salvation, claimed to, to, to bring about changes. But you know, with every one of them, it ends up in disappointment. It ends up that's the limited change that they have brought about. But we're still in the same problem. We're still struggling. We're still facing the same issue. In other words, nothing really changed. But we feel good and, and there are some minor, minor changes take place. And then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, it seems that hope was rekindled because He preached a message that is powerful and demons are cast out, sickness are being healed, miracles take place. It seems that hope has once again come to man. But unfortunately, the crucifixion came. This hope of man this one who's supposed to give them light. He was crucified on the cross, helpless. It seems that evil has triumphed over good. Because this Jesus, the one who seems to be so pure and, and sinless, yet he could not defeat the evil that is around. He was rejected. He was crucified. He was whipped. Evil was at its worst. It seems that evil once again 
has overcome good. And the hope of those who have placed their, 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 their hope in Jesus is gone, just like the past, just like those who have appeared before. But on the third day, on the third day, the resurrection came. The resurrection of Jesus take place. That's why I say the resurrection is a game changer. It brings in salvation. It brings in a living hope. A living hope. So that's why the scripture tells us in verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So the resurrection brings about a new birth, salvation. So you see, our understanding of salvation Normally, we refer to the moment we are saved. But it doesn't say that. It talks about a new birth. When you think about new birth, it's the beginning of life. It's the beginning of a journey. So if this morning, your belief about Jesus, your belief about salvation is that you Believe in Jesus and you have salvation. You have missed everything about the resurrection, about the purpose of the resurrection of Jesus. You have missed it. Because the resurrection of Jesus brought about the new birth. It's a game changer for the rest of our life from now on. Not just this moment, waiting for salvation to come. Yes, there is a salvation that has yet to come. But the new birth has just begun. Just begun. How do we live with this new life? How do we continue with the resurrection of Jesus? Do you have a new life? Do you have a new purpose since you believe in Jesus? Since the new birth has taken place? Or are you living just like everyone else except you believe in Jesus? If you live just like everyone else except you believe in Jesus, you are in delusion. The resurrection power of Jesus has given you birth, but it's a stillborn child that never grow, that never walk in the resurrection power. It's a stillborn child. You have missed it. But this morning, because there is the resurrection power, there is the resurrection life, whatever was your past, However you have walked this way, this morning, the resurrection of Jesus can still be the game changer in your life. If you really receive it. But you can miss it. You can still walk religiously. You can still say, I believe Jesus. 
But are you walking in the new birth? Or is it just a belief? It talks about resurrection giving us a new birth. It talks about a resurrection give us a living hope. A living hope. Remember those who came before Jesus, those who promised so much. And everything ends when death came. They couldn't change it. They couldn't overcome one of our greatest enemies, death. But the resurrection of Jesus is a game changer because it brought life in the midst of death. Resurrection came and restored everything that death came to rob us Death came to take away from us. The resurrection life of Jesus restored that. It gives us a living hope. Living hope. Think about it. What does it mean to live in the living hope? Are you living in the living hope? So, are we living in the living hope? Where do you place your hope? How do you live your life? Is it the men in the world? They live for today. They live for what they can see. They gave everything to build their empire. It's for today. It's for this life. Are we doing the same? Are we doing the same besides saying we believe in Jesus? How much of our life are really living for the living hope that we claim we believe in? That means we are looking into eternity. We are looking beyond what we can see. We are looking into the kingdom of God that has yet to be revealed. We are looking beyond this life. How many of us are living for that? Or are we just living for the present? What this life can give us? How much are you investing in the life that is yet to come? The living hope that we have. Or are we just no difference? from the rest of the people. Think about it. The verse goes on to say that when we are living in this new birth, when we are living in this living hope, what's coming? What's coming? Verse 4. Verse 4 says, And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fate, Kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So you see, there is a salvation that is yet to come, that is yet to be revealed. Have, are we entering into that salvation? Or have we just stopped short and say, I'm safe. I believe in Jesus. I have salvation. But are you missing 
Will you be missing the salvation that is yet to be revealed? Because you're not living in the living hope. Because you're not living in a new birth. Yes, you do believe in Jesus. But you're living just for the, like anyone else. For the present. We will be missing out. What are we struggling living our life for? Is it for that which is perishable? Which is for this life, which is good? You know, we have been talking about this. These are all God's blessings. They're all good. All that God wants to bless us in this life. But have we come short? Or is that what we are looking at? God is looking and preparing for us an inheritance that is imperishable. What He has prepared for us on earth, no matter how good they are, they are perishable. But yet, it's still God who wants to bless us, who wants us to be successful in this life. But is that all there is? Or you are looking forward to that living hope, that inheritance that is imperishable. Because the resurrection is really the game changer of everything. If that hasn't struck you, you're missing something about the resurrection. It should change how we look at our life. It should change how we look at the future. It should open our eyes to cause us to see, wow, way beyond the natural, right into eternity. That's what the resurrection power can do. But are we falling short? Do you have the resurrection power working in you? You got to see it. Because some of us, we just hear about it. We just know about it in our mind. Peter, who wrote this letter, he's the apostle to the Jews. He wrote to people who believe God, who knows about heaven, who knows about hell, who knows about the, the judgment, who knows about the reward of God. All oh, these people know it since, since Abraham. But Peter, yet he wrote to them. And tell them about this living hope, about this inheritance that is coming. And later on, you're going to see that he said, do not be ignorant. Beg your pardon? Ignorant? Jews? You're talking to Jews. You're talking to the sons of Abraham. We know about the resurrection. We know about the reward that is coming. We know. But Peter said, do not be ignorant. Do not live for the empty ways of life that the forefathers has passed down to us. Do not live for that. And this morning, you're saying, Pastor, why are you talking about this? Is, this is Kindergarten stuff, talking about reward, talking about heaven, talk. it's kindergarten stuff. But this morning, I'm asking you, are you living in ignorance? 
of the resurrection power? Are you living for the living hope? Or is this just talk and words that we have in our mind? Do you care what you're going to receive? Does it bother you? That I must make sure I invest in the kingdom of heaven. I get, you know, I receive my inheritance. Because I really believe in a living hope. I really believe in eternity. I really believe there is a judgment. And I care. And I want to make sure I receive good. Or he said, well, I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. It's okay, you know. After we hear every week, my pastor talk, you know, he talk very, you know. Do you care? Because if you believe, you will care. If you know it's real, you will care. You know, last night, and I know this friend of mine, he will be listening to my message. I actually WhatsApp him. Yeah, he's, he's a believer. Oh, he always praised God for giving him, you know, a very special gift. And indeed, God has given him a special gift. But so far, he's been using it as a toy rather than adding values to what the reason why God has given him the gift so that the kingdom of God can be blessed. I wrote to him. I gave him the passage. Matthew 25, verse 24 to 30. You can read it. I said, that's you. That's you. If you don't change, if you, time is running out, you better do something with what God has given you. Instead of just talking and praise God, thank God, thank God, thank God. What a load of rubbish. You know, if you really thank God, use that gift. You know those words talk about if you bury that gift, when you see Jesus, you say, Jesus, you know, you know, this gift you have given me is safe here. Look. Jesus is going to look at you and say, you lazy, wicked servant. Whatever you have, take it from him. Cast him out. You wicked servant. Hey, this is people who believe in Jesus. This is people who are gifted by God, who are thankful, who know it, and trying to protect what God has given to them. But they lose it. This morning, are you living in this situation? You know, I talk to him because I'm friend. If I'm not friend, I will not tell him the truth. This morning, I'm telling you the truth because we are friend. When you see Jesus, you say, okay, yes, Pastor Taylor spoke about that. Rather than say, you know, I'm in church for 40 years and Pastor Taylor never tell me about this. And, and how can this be? Tell you, none of you who go to heaven will ever be able to say about Pastor T. You can talk about other things, you know, maybe he doesn't smile. You can talk about that. But you can't say he doesn't tell us the truth. You can't say he doesn't warn us. He said, I don't like him. Oh, very fierce. Church should be, you know, gentle, loving. You know. 
Yeah, loving you to hell. Loving you to lose all your inheritance. Nice job. But that's not what you're here for. What is this salvation that is yet to come? Look at First Peter. We're looking at First Peter. Oh, this verse is not in, in, in uh, yeah, but it's verse 7. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, honor, when Jesus Christ is revealed. So when this salvation that is yet to reveal comes, what does God want? He wants you to have praise. You good and faithful servant. He wants you to have glory come into the inheritance, into the kingdom that the Father has prepared for you. He wants you to have honor come take over five cities because out of five talents, you know, you have been adding values, you have been reproducing it for my kingdom. Come. Be honored. That's what God wants. What do you think you go to heaven for? Sit there and sing hallelujah for the rest of eternity? That will be hell because it will be so boring. It will be so boring. I don't go there. The real hell is more exciting. You hear people screaming, shouting, crying, whipping. Do you care? Do you care for your glory? Do you care for your honor? Do you care for the praise that the Father is going to give you? Do you care? If you believe the living hope, you believe the imperishable Inheritance, you care. But if you know about it, you know, and you don't really live for that, it means you don't believe. You hear about it only, you don't believe. Because when you believe, you run after it, you do something. The kingdom that was prepared for you before the foundation of the world. God has been preparing this and waiting for you and you want to miss it? You don't care about it? And you say, I believe? I think you're joking. I say the resurrection is a game changer because prior to resurrection, we thought wickedness triumphed over good. Because a good man is crucified. We thought demons triumph over God. Because the Son of God, Jesus, was crucified. But the resurrection is game changer. It helps us to see the righteousness of God. It helps us to see, you know, death will not be able to hold him because he is sinless, because he's innocent because he did no wrong and that's why resurrection has to take place. Whatever injustice we see on earth, resurrection is a game changer 
Because in the salvation that is come, Jesus said, the first will be last, the last will be first. When you are the last on this earth, when you are serving humbly, when you are serving Jesus sacrificially, when you are giving your life to Jesus while others seem to be first, because they have no time for this manual, this, oh, you know, this, what kind of job is this? You know, who am I? Do you know who am I? But those are not my job. But Jesus said the, the last will be first. First will be last. The resurrection is the game changer. If you believe that, you wouldn't just look at others and say, well, everyone is like this. You know, church is like this. Like this. No, you look at Jesus. You look at the inheritance that's imperishable. You look at the living hope you, that you are living in. You live for that. But if you really don't, even though you know it, all this thing in your head, you really don't believe, go ahead, live the way you want. Live just like anybody else. We'll find out. We'll find out. Because there is resurrection. There is resurrection. You know, in life, we go through a lot. As pastor, I go through a lot. But I always say, there's a game changer. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, however cruel you want to be, however you know, insult you're going to hurt me, it, 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 you know, I, I get hurt but I'll get over it very soon because I know there is a game changer. Because there is a law. There is Jesus, the resurrected Christ. Justice will be dissolved. Righteousness will reign when His glory is being revealed. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, soon I'll get over that feeling. It doesn't matter. Because there is the resurrection. Things doesn't die in this world and end here. Wait till when you go up there. That's what happened. So the eternal kingdom come with a new system of dissipation of wealth. Hey, <laughs> I use a term that we, we hear a lot more. But, but the eternal kingdom, there is a redistribution of wealth because the first will be last, last will be first. Isn't that wonderful? It doesn't matter how people do it, what people say, what people do. We need to know what we need to do in order to receive the salvation that is yet to come. And there's a coming grace. You know, we talk about the coming salvation. There's a coming grace. Let's continue to read further on in 1 Peter 1, verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, search intently and with the greatest care. 
trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when He predicted the suffering of Christ and the glories that would follow. Just before we read verse 13. You see, those who really believe the salvation that is to come, they search intently. And with the greatest care. That's a proof of whether we believe or we don't believe. Because if you really believe, you will search intently with the greatest care about what is to come. Hey, use this to reflect on how you live this life. And you will know whether you believe or you don't. Because a prophet, hey, they know about it. They have not experienced it. But because they know about it, they search intently and with the greatest care. How do we live? We know about the salvation is yet to come. Oh, yes. Uh, next time we're going to have, yeah, you know, God is going to give us another, yeah. But how? We live just like before. Whatever pastors say sometimes is like in here, out there, nothing changed. But the prophets such intently with greatest care. Oh, they even take beyond what pastors say and begins to, to find out more and begins to research and begins to, wow, you know, I better get to know this thing because my future depends on it. My well-being depends on it. I want to know more so that I can be sure I enter. And then look at verse 13, what does it say? Since we know these things are coming, the inheritance is coming, you know, what do we do? Therefore, prepare your minds for action. So, Action. Not just listen. Our pastor is a good sermon. Don't tell me, I know it. Action! What changes are you making? What new decision, what new direction are you making since you understand this truth? Action! Be self-control. Be self-control. Don't pray, Jesus, make me more, have more discipline and more self-control. It's you. Be self-control. You decide what you want to do. Yeah, there are so many things that are so attractive. I told you last week, to give up what is good is difficult. But if you are focused, you know what is the best. You will give up what is good. So many of us, we really do not know what is the best. 
We see the good things around. We see the blessings of God around. We're holding on, but we don't know this are blessing that is perishable. It's blessing from God, no doubt, but it's perishable. But there is one that is imperishable that has yet to come. So you'll be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Set your hope fully. Fully. I know we have hope uh, that we are going to heaven, but how many of us, we have set our hope fully on the grace that is to be given. This is what, I didn't even change anything. I just keep reading the scripture to you and shout it to you because you can't hear if I say softly. So don't say, Pastor, this morning is very fierce. Pastor, this morning is very loud. Yes. You know, when you are very loud, when your child is very naughty, don't listen. You tell them, tell them, tell them until they, they keep, you know. So set your hope fully, fully. Is that how we live? On the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. We know the grace of God is given so that we may rule and reign with Him. And the grace of God will be given for us to rule and reign with Him in His eternal kingdom. Now we receive the grace to rule and reign on here. But there's a grace that's yet to come. That's why God wants you to set your mind fully on the grace that is given. If you really believe it, that's how we do it. If you just have a belief, you're just a religion, carry on, up to you. It's, it's really sad to stop here because the exciting part is coming, judgment is coming. But I don't know, maybe God wants me to talk more about judgment because the little message about judgment is not enough for some hardened people. So maybe that's why we have to keep it for, then I have to search the scripture and see what judgment, what hellfire are coming. And maybe that might work better. But it's sad, isn't it, to stop here. So we're going to talk about it next time because, I don't know, it's not enough for a message, but as always, you know, I prepare. And then I allow the Spirit of God to, to take over. And so we'll see what happens. Okay? So hold tight. Get ready for action. And then you'll come and hear it with joy uh, rather than fear and trembling. So you see, your pastor is so good setting you free so that you will not be filled with fear and trembling, so that you'll be filled with joy. You know, don't forget to thank Him. Because the resurrection power has come into you because of this message. Right, so, let's stand.